tension. No more struggle. No more challenges. No more battle. Because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said after today, you shall rest from your battle. The battle of your marriage. The battle of your business. The battle of your finances. The battle of your sickness. The battle of your shame. The battle of your disgrace. The battle of your setback. The battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said you will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. I welcome you to today's service, and I hope that you'll be blessed as I share the word of God with you this morning. I want us to bow down our hands shortly for a word of prayer. Father, into your hands we commit our spirit and soul and body. We ask the Lord you continue to instruct us and teach us your word, that at the end of the day, we shall be what you've intended for our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. May your name be exalted and be glorified. May your name be blessed. I set myself apart that Lord you may use me as a vessel. To be a blessing to your people. In the mighty name of Jesus. I call it an amen. amen. Open your Bibles with me to the foundational scripture. Matthew chapter 25. I'm reading from the verse number 1. To the verse number 13. And my message title is simple. Are you ready? Are you ready? It's a question. It's a question. Somebody will tell you that I'm ready. And the question I'm asking you has to do with your life journey. It has to do with your own life. It has to do with whatever you are doing. It is noticed that wherever any man is, is dependent upon what foundations you have laid for yourself. Life is not automatic. Life is planned. Write it down. I'll make certain statements as I'm going on. Life is not automatic. Life is planned. And every life begins with an empty box. Every life begins with an empty box. It has nothing in it whatsoever. So whatever you want to gain out of life is dependent upon you to invest into. And whatever investment you put into life is what you withdraw. So life is about uh, credit and debit. So you credit and you debit it. If you don't have money in your account, you cannot withdraw. Am I right? That is the same thing about life. Unfortunately, ironically, when we get saved and become born again, we think that we don't need to input anything into life. And automatically, grace will work out everything for us. But grace itself is work. Though the Bible says that by grace are you saved, not of works, let any man should boast. The works that he's talking about is not about you not working or you not cultivating the land or you not going to work or you not studying to go to school. The works that he's talking about is talking about the things of the flesh. Are you understanding me? He's talking about not about what you think you know better but at least it is about the enablement of the anointing which is the grace of God that is anointing. And I said last week that the anointing comes to enhance what you have. So, if you don't have anything, you cannot enhance it. Jesus Christ, at the age of 12 years, was in the temple reasoning with the Pharisees. How many of you know that? But his reasoning was not absent of knowledge. He has information. He understands the Torah. So, he knows that he told his parents, I must be about my father's business. 
And where is his father's business? The temple. So he was in the temple reasoning because he has read the Bible. He has read the Torah. And he's seeking for answers from it. And in exchange, the people realize that the guy is knowledgeable. You cannot make the anointing effective if you don't work on yourself. It is so sad to think that we get saved and we don't work on ourselves. There are a lot of people that are saved. They are anointed. The anointing of God is upon our lives. But we are still working as if we don't have anything. But the greatest gift you had is Jesus Christ. But the greatest leader is Jesus Christ. He is dead and gone. But up to today, most leaderships or leaderships all over the world is parting after him in one way or the other. Though sometimes they don't want to refer to it, but they know. The question then is that what is wrong with the body he left, which is the church? The church is having challenges because we are not learning after our master. Ask somebody, when was the last time you took time to learn about Christ? Ask the person. So that is it. And I said that coming to Christ is not about material things. Most times we get sad and we get confused because we think once I come to the Lord, all my needs are met. I'll get a car to drive. Um, I'll have money in my pocket. I would walk around and nothing. I will not need anything. But it is not true. Amen. If at before any miracle will happen, you need to position yourself for that even be that miracle. And I shared with you even in John chapter 9, I'm just doing a quick recap. In John chapter 9, I shared with you and told you that Jesus said, the man, the disciple said, who made this man blind? He said, nobody. It's not that a parent has seen or anything has happened. But that the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Immediately he said that he spat on the ground, anointed his eyes. He said, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. There was a work factor into the whole thing, isn't it? Now, the condition is tied to the obedience of the man in terms of acting on the word. If he did not go washing, will he have seen? So, will he say that God is a liar? No. And most of us receive prophecies and we put our hands in between our legs that once I have received the prophecy, automatically things are going to work. Please, it doesn't work that way. From that says the Lord and come to pass, there is work in between. You need to work on it. God gave the children of Israel manna. Manna means what is this? But even in giving them the manna, they have to go out there to collect the manna. How many of you know The manna did not settle down in their pots, in their rooms. They went out to collect it every Sabbath to be able to feed on it. So if they were lazy and they didn't go out to collect, how can they be able to eat the manna. Ravens came to feed uh, 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 Elijah when he made the prophecy and there was drought. But when the ravens brought it, Elijah had to take the food and eat. They didn't put it in his mouth. Hello? So why do we think that when we come to know the Lord as our Lord and personal Savior, things are going to work for us, manners, us getting involved. There is no miracle that can happen outside of you. Every miracle that happens, happens with you in mind. 
the years we have made God to look like he's a liar. Most of us have stopped developing ourselves. Even Jesus studied. He read. He built himself up. All the disciples, Peter and others, they were taken as fishermen. But they didn't die as fishermen. Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. I will make you. In other words, I will transform you. I will work on you. By the time he was living then, these guys were leaders in their own capacity. They were not ordinary fishermen. They were dealing with corporate things. They were dealing with a whole lot of issues. In fact, they were confronting the then governance in their time. The, the Romans and everything. They were effectively dealing with it. But the truth of the matter is that they started as fishermen. So your starting point has nothing to do with your progressive life. You can start even without going to school. But when you come to know Jesus, you can progress. By the time you should leave this earth, you should have your PhD. You should be effective in something. Let's stop giving excuses to our life. It is important. I don't have a problem. It's important to say there are witches, there are wizards. Fine. But I bet to differ that if you work on yourself, even witches shall be afraid of you. Because the kingdom of darkness of praise and functions by knowledge. Your level of information will even determine your effectiveness of your prayer. Your prayer can never be effective if you don't have information. Paul says that I don't pray like somebody who is beating the wind. In other words, I pray strategically. How strategic are you with your prayer? Ask somebody, how strategic are you with your prayer? Let the person give you an answer. Some of us, our strategy of prayer is to be crying. I'm not saying don't cry. But in your tears, be strategic. What are you asking God? He said, bring back my word unto me. That's what the scripture says. And challenge me by it. And see if I will not do it. So if you are going to God, what word are you carrying to him? You need to carry something to him. You need to bring him to his word. You need to challenge him by his word. Because he said, my word have I exalted above myself. So if there is anything that controls God or determines the influence of God is his word. That is the only thing that brings God to subjection. So Moses understood it critically very well. When God says, I'm going to destroy, he said, God, you can't do it because your word says this. So you can't destroy the people. And Bible says, and God repented. How many of you have read it in the scriptures? And God did what? How did God? God repented because his word was facing him. So it's critical for you to understand that anything in life can come to you if you understand how to get it. And you can only get it by information. The spiritual realm, even to be effective, you need to have understanding. To be able to function effectively in the realm of the spirit. Without it, you cannot do anything. So I take you on this journey on Matthew chapter 25, which is a kingdom, kingdom mindset scripture about the coming of our Lord. But I'm situating it in what I'm going to teach. Don't break your defense and don't look sad because you have more in Christ than you think you have.
He said, and the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now, five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were wise, those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in. Take note. Those who were what? Those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. That was where I got my team from. Are you ready? Those who were ready went in, and the door was what? Afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, As surely I say to you, I do not know you. What therefore? For you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. First of all, you have to know that the kingdom of God is a disciplined kingdom. Write it down. The kingdom of God is a disciplined kingdom. So when we talk of Christianity, Christianity should be a disciplined religion, if you want to put it that way. Secondly, the kingdom of God functions on order. The kingdom of God functions on order, not on sentiments. The kingdom of God functions on order and not on sentiments. Sentiment is just to feel sorry or sad for somebody. You understand my point? Emotional. The kingdom of God is not based on emotions. It's based on order and principles. Christianity is not about emotions. It's about order and principles. It's about order and principles. It's not based on emotions. So write it down. It's not based on emotions. Because if it's based on emotions, the, the wise should have given their oil to the rest. Are you understanding my point? They say, oh, take the oil. It, oh, it's nothing. <laughs> like some of us behave. You know, sometimes I said, I, I preach and tell people that some of us behave as if we are, we are even more than Christ. You don't have it. You are trying to survive. And then what you have, you give it out. And then you go and sit somewhere, you are complaining. The girls have a statement, they call it, they said, it is doing things outside and crying inside. Ponobla, chumiyafo. Hello. And there are most of us who are like that. We live our life pleasing people, minus pleasing ourselves. There are food you will not eat, but you give it to others to eat. So that they will see you as a good person, but yet you have a challenge. There are people who pay school fees of others, but they will not pay fees of their children. There are people who take care of others, but they can't take care of their own home. So when their wives or their children say that my father is like this, people get surprised. Are you sure? Because to us, it's not like that. 
They can kill themselves for family, but they will not do anything for their own family. And they will think that once we take care of you, you can also take care of my children. It doesn't work that way. There are people who are working day in and day out, breaking their bone just to be able to make ends meet, but they themselves are not even enjoying the money. If you look at what they eat and where they sleep, it's a challenge. But they end up taking care of others at their expense. And every time they get pain and stress. And we think that is Christianity. It is not Christianity. Christianity does not encourage stupidity. Sometimes I ask people, what Bible did you read? Or which Jesus did you come to? You see, don't let us, don't let us allow the devil to fool us. The devil is an angel of light. He also has knowledge. The devil is not the kind of caricature drawings we see. He's very, very intelligent. He's making the church feel like the church should be that way. I like the way T.D. Jakes put it. He said, charity ended long ago in the wilderness. You don't come to serve God because you need somebody to help you. And, 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 and the deception now in Christendom is that people even go to church because at the end of the day, they will give them food to eat. After service, they will give them food. They will give them drinks. They will give them everything. So that is why they want to go to that church. Because they will get some clothes to wear. They will get some shoes to wear. They will get some food to wear. This is a satanic gospel. The true gospel is to be taught how to fish. You are not clapping because you think that is not true. If you, if, if you, if, if you live on dependent mentality, you have not yet understood Christianity. Paul says that mark them that are busybody among you. That goes round and they don't use their hand to work. He said, have nothing to do with them. So if you are a Christian, it is required of you to work. Even if you have to sell ice water, sell it. It's work. Sell it. That is why God instituted Titan offerings. It was part of the requirement. So that out of the work of your hands, you give back to him for him to know that you are really improving. But it is not to be spawn fed. Every time you sit down and they are giving to you. Yes, from the beginning, somebody will give you a shoe. Somebody will give you a shirt. Somebody will give you food to eat. But it shouldn't be all the time. At a certain point, Christianity requires that you that was giving a food to eat, shoe to wear, clothes to wear, you to take care of somebody, give the person food to eat, clothes to wear, because you have graduated, and show the person that you can start poor, but the Lord can bless you. That is the essence of Christianity. That is why when, when Mary Magdalene broke her savings, the alabaster box, and was going to anoint the feet of Jesus. And Judah said that this thing should have been sold. And there are a lot of Judas's in the house of the Lord with that mentality. We call it the Judas mentality. 
Why don't they look at it? They are collecting the offering. They are doing. Why don't they take it? There are people in the church who are in need, and they should have taken care of them. Who told you that is not the gospel? He said, "If why don't they sell it and give it to the poor?" And what is Jesus' response? Jesus said, "The poor will always be with you, because you know why." Jesus said that poverty is a state of mind. Poverty is what. A state of mind, but it's not a permanent position. What he's trying to say is that whoever does not improve on himself will forever be there. All of us started poor in Christianity. You know my story already. But today, I am not there. Why? Because the anointing helps me to think, to have ideas, to pray, to work on myself and get there. And ladies and gentlemen, it is not because I'm a pastor. Because there are a lot of congregation members all over the world of Christians who started very poor in church and today they are business tycoons. We know them and they are out there. So the question also is that why did they get there? Because they learned the biblical principles. They came into the, I like what man one, one man of God put, he said, you can come to the, you are allowed to come to the church poor, but you are not allowed to stay poor. I thought you clap for that. I told you the journey I am taking you on, you are, at the end of the day, you might like me or will not like me. Because there is a lot of laziness in the body of Christ nowadays. And that is what is killing us. We hide our laziness behind prayer, behind anointing, behind the prophetic, instead of us becoming innovative and creative. And ladies and gentlemen, God did not take your mind out when he got you saved. He rather enhanced the capacity of your mind. Because Bible says that we have the mind of Christ. So the, the, the poor needs to grow. And you can only grow by trust. Because the truth is that if you cannot be trusted, nobody can hand anything to your hands. And we have heard it all over. I have had my share of it. I know some of you have had your share of it. That if you even have to choose between employing a Christian and employing a non-faith, an unbeliever, you go in for the unbeliever. You know what I'm talking about. Because the truth is that Christianity is supposed to be a disciplined force, principled, structured, cultured. For us to become sought to transform our world, we are rather in the world and we are messing up. People go to work. Christians, they will go to work. He will go to work late. When he does something and his boss wants to talk, he said the boss is a demon. He will have all night services, fasting prayer, 21, 40 days. He will shoot his boss in the gun. Because he doesn't want the boss to correct his attitude. He will go and borrow and he will not pay. He will live a lifestyle that is too extravagant that his salary cannot meet because he wants to show off in church. For people to know that he also has arrived. He wants to do a wedding that the whole world will come and look for. 
a wedding that even Bill Gates will never do. Though he has the money. Hello? He wants to go and eat in a restaurant that even Tiger Woods will not go and sit there to eat. Status he's not got into, he wants to get there. Add value to himself, he will not do it. Add skill to himself or herself, he or she will not do it. Want smart ways to make money. And yet, we lift up our hands. Holy are you, Lord. Holy are you. And, and we worship him. But deep within us, we know. There's no difference between us and somebody out there. Give me a wave. If you understand what I'm sharing. So the question is that what kind of Christianity are we talking about? Is it Christianity of lifestyle or Christianity of character? We are living in times and seasons that when a believer tells you look down, you better look up. And this I'm not talking with exception from the pulpit. From the pulpit down to congregation. Because we hear them. Believers, if we don't rise up to bring back the kingdom principles, we will make our own gospel unpopular. You don't like what I'm sharing, so you are not even clapping. Oh, receive it. Because that's what we are looking for. And sometimes we receive and we receive nothing. Hello, give me a wave. Are you ready? Let's go through this scripture. This kingdom scripture. I gave you some few points there. First of all, there are certain similarities between the two. You call them wise, you call them virgin. No problem. Uh, uh, Sorry, foolish and wise. Nobody is foolish here. I believe we are all wise people. Exactly. Some of them, you you don't want to wave. but But let's look at certain striking similarities here. The first similarity is that they are all virgins. Tell somebody they are virgin. Now, virgins presupposes that they are pure in thoughts, in conscience, in attitude, in everything. That means they are without blemish. So they are virgins. Virgins can also, when you say this is a virgin land, it means that it's a ripe field. Are you there with me? The place is ripe. That means they have opportunity. They have the same opportunity. Like my general assembly of Tabitha will say, he said the whole world was given a forest, including the Europeans. But they all learned to cultivate their forest into paradise. In fact, every nation you have seen that has succeeded, once upon a time was ravaged by war and everything. Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Ligon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at 
www.icgcestegon.com or email to yawatempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. And my Lord with you, I know.